Hello everybody and welcome back to Starlight Beacon Transmissions. This is episode 14 now. Yes, this is episode 14. We are back with another week of news and Bad Batch spoiler deep dives and everything. Once again, my name is Eric Mitchell. I am one of your hosts and joining me as always is Dana. Dana, uh, thank you for joining me. How are you? I am doing great. I had a great day. It's sunny outside. Had a great week. Busy. And I'm excited about this pod. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, it was it was a busy week. It seemed like even with uh, Memorial Day happening on Monday that the week just seemed to just drag. But here we are. It did. We're back in our elements. Uh, getting ready to talk about the Bad Batch. But before we get into everything, I do have an announcement to make. We are actually going to be starting, well, you know, we are actually going to be starting live shows starting on June 19th on our YouTube channel, which is SB Transmissions. Apparently, I couldn't get the full Starlight Beacon because YouTube was just being dumb about it, but sorry, YouTube. <laughs> But yes, we are going to be going live on YouTube starting on the 19th. That is actually going to be our uh, Bad Batch mid-season roundtable. And we have a great uh, panel set up for that episode. A uh, few guys that we were trying to have on the first week the Bad Batch aired, but due to technical issues on my end, we had to scrap that episode and figure out something else but uh dana how excited for the live show are you i am excited because i know what happened the last time we were all together yes the audience doesn't but i will tell you that it was so awesome yeah totally worth the two hours i think it was we were just like hanging out yeah. having a good conversation about star wars and it was epic I'm so excited. Oh, me too. I can't wait. Uh, it's it's just going to be so much fun. And uh, there will be drinking involved. Not abundant amounts, but there's going to be a little bit of drinking. A little bit of Jedi mind tricks. Oh. Can you actually send me that recipe? Because I might go on a run before that episode. That way I can make a few Jedi mind tricks myself. Yeah, on video. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the recipes to you and we'll, we'll do it live on the show. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm down. All right. So, um, as you know, Celebration is, once again, less than a year away. And the hotel block opened up. <laughs> now, did you see anybody trying to get hotel rooms or... Were you were you just looking at I Twitter? I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone who, like personally, who was trying to get one. Mm -hmm. But I do have friends who were trying to go to California. Yeah. During that same time, <clears throat> and it's been hectic. Yeah, it was. I I saw a lot of like I don't want to say they're horror stories, but I saw like a few uh, frustrating stories. Like some people ended up getting hotels that were like three miles away from the convention center some actually got hotels that were like across the street from the convention center and then some people were like a mile away from the convention center so i guess it just depended like where in the order you fell i personally don't want to book anything until we actually know if we're going what's going on um so now that the hotel block is opened, a lot of people have asked, well, what does that mean for additional tickets? Because a lot of people ended up canceling their tickets due to COVID last year and got their refunds. So that opened up more tickets. When do you think we will see the ticket block open? I honestly couldn't tell you. I think... It'll be a lot more last minute than people are anticipating. Yeah. That's that's for one. Because you got to think about when it comes to event planning. Like, if they don't even know. They probably don't even know what they're going to be doing yet. And people are still trying to, like, book hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah. I, 
think it will probably be November by the time that we get uh, the the additional ticket block. And I don't want to say it like that. So when you when when you say November, does that mean we'll have like a, a run of show for everything by then? I think we're going to start to see more of what is going to be happening that week. Uh, by then, I'm pretty sure they'll have a guest list finalized by that point. It's probably going to be the guest list that they had lined up for last year's canceled celebration. Um, but I'm thinking that by November, we should have tickets available. Okay. Hopefully That's sooner. Guess. Yeah, hopefully sooner, but who knows? It's it's Lucasfilm, it's Reed Pop that's doing it. <laughs> so we don't really have an idea yet of what's going to happen. So there's that. And I just kind of want to go through the news here and then just, you know, talk about all of these different topics and then we'll dive into the bad batch. Uh, so you and I are big gamers. Um, we met yes. doing gaming streams through uh, Pat, which he's going to be on the live show too, which is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I told him he needs to have his camera ready <laughs> to go for the live <laughs> it can't show. Be just a screen. Needs, <laughs> yeah, people need to see the Pat. Yeah, it can't just be. <laughs> it can't just be the. Uh, the Mandalorian avatar for his Discord uh, profile. So, as much as he would like for it to be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because he is like the closest thing to the Mandalorian, I guess you could say. False. <laughs> False. <laughs> so with E3 around the corner, uh, which it actually starts next weekend on the 12th, we know some Star Wars games are coming. And, and Joey is more of the expert on this because he has the, the in-depth scoop. But I kind of want to get your feedback on this as well. We My know... feedback right now... Sorry, I know I just interjected. No, just because I'm fine. so passionate right now yeah. about the fact they haven't released anything regarding games. They had May 4th to release something. Yeah. They had... All these episodes of the Bad Batch, they could have thrown in like some ad or something like that. Yeah. We've got nothing about any Star Wars games, so I would hope and pray that something is on the way. Uh, I think we're gonna get it because I know, I know EA has some stuff in the works because they they announced that they're working on projects, and EA doesn't really do their thing. I think until like July. And, like, they're doing their own separate thing. But for E3 itself, I know Pat has said that there will be... Or, no, not Pat. Uh, Joey has said that there will be a Star Wars game shown during the Microsoft presentation. And there might they might show a few others. Do you think... That even though with EA doing its own separate thing, do you think we will get a Fallen Order 2 announcement? I I would be okay with that. I really am more anticipating something about the open world game. Uh, the one from uh, from Massive and, and Ubisoft? I think it was Ubisoft, yeah. Yeah. Something. Like, just even, like, a hint as to what it's going to be like. Yeah. But yes, I would still be thrilled to get some information on the second Fallen Order. Yeah, I, I'm i curious to see this massive open world Ubisoft game as well. I was talking to Joey the other night about my, kind of my expectations for it. And I know that we can't really have a lot of expectations because we don't know what the final product's going to be. But knowing that this is the same studio that worked on the division and the division two, I don't, I really don't want a star Wars version of the division. I want it to be its own thing. And I'm not saying that they'll do it, but I'm worried about it. If that makes sense. I mean, you have every reason to be worried because most of the time, like these big developers, 
take shells of other games to to spin off of the other ones, you know? It's yeah. always like a shell. They just continuously use a template, you know, to then craft a new one. So I I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think because I know Bethesda is working on the Indiana Jones game. Do you think Bethesda might announce, hey, guess what? We're working on a Star Wars game, too, and you didn't know anything about it? That would bring tears a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be awesome. They definitely have the, the depth to do something like that, to drop something of that magnitude, you know? Yeah, I, I think that this is the year where, because since... I mean, Bethesda was already a rich enough studio to fund their own projects, and that's why they bought other studios. But with Microsoft's money, they can really just dive into whatever projects that they want, especially now that EA doesn't have exclusive rights to Star Wars games. Um, so speaking of EA, because I did ask about Fallen Order 2... Do you think we'll get a Battlefront 3 announcement, or do you think that's going to be at Celebration next year? Celebration. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you just check the Twitch numbers from time to time, but they're still high. Like, For... people are still streaming Battlefront 2, religiously. Yeah. Well, so I think they're in their mind, they're like, you know, this game is still alive, but we'll let it keep going. Yeah. I think the thing with Battlefront 2, what made it as popular as it did, especially after they got rid of the microtransactions, was all of that content that they added, such as the Last Jedi content, the Solo content, uh, the Clone Wars content, which was really big. I just wish that they had given us some Rise of Skywalker content post just the... Uh, supremacy stuff where you can like battle at the resistance base I was hoping for Exegol as like a dogfight map and I was just kind of hoping for that but Battlefront 2 has like definitely resurged in popularity especially with it being free on EA Play now uh, I believe it's also free on uh, PlayStation Plus or Epic. PlayStation Now and it's on Epic so you've got all of that, which is just insane. And it's awesome to see that game finally thrive even after they said, well, we're not going to do any more content for this game or like major content updates for this game. And I think that that's a big mistake on their part. But I see why EA is trying to set up Battlefront 3 because I don't think we're also going to get a Squadron sequel. I think that they're going to implement yeah. Squadrons with Battlefront 3. Yeah, I think so, I think they they are kind of missing out on a huge opportunity by just halting the creativity, but maybe that means there's a ton of creative juices being put into the new stuff mm. that'll make it even more intense, you know. But yeah, I think that's a good point. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, that was it. I just said, but I will definitely keep playing Battlefront 2. I mean, I still have to finish the second half of the campaign. Yeah. Um, the camp the campaign is great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I would love to see more adventures with Aiden Versio and that company. In a show. Absolutely. Put her in a... Oh, well, remember we talked about this. We, we hope that yeah. she's in the... The, the squadron Rogue Squadron. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. The Rogue Squadron movie. Here's hoping, because I, I think she's a great enough character where they could do it. I would also love to see her, because I know that they, they've put um, Rangers of the New Republic on hold for right now. I would love to see that character in the Rangers of the, of the New Republic show. Yeah. I I really loved the campaign mode in Battlefront 2. Yeah. I thought it really um, touched on everything cool. Yeah, I just wish that they had done more with Battlefront 1 to have, like, a single-player campaign. But I, I love the campaign for Battlefront 2. I love the multiplayer for Battlefront 2. Scarif has easily become my favorite map in that Best game. Map. Best map. It really is. 
that and the second Death Star map is really mm-hmm. good too in Dude, Supremacy. The graphics in that game. I could go all night about the graphics. In oh that yeah. Game. It's incredible. Yeah. Like put that on a 4K TV, you wouldn't know the difference. You'd think you were there. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I I mean, you proved the point there. And with gaming now becoming more 4K, it's only a matter of time where you know, Battlefront 3 will be a true 4K game. So will Fallen Order 2. Fallen Order 2, the we're going to be able to see the sweat of Calcasus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, we'll be able to see the chips in paint on BD1. Yes. Of which I will do anything for that droid. <laughs> Speaking of droids. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Speaking of droids. Nice, nice transition. I, I love that transition. <laughs> I did. This is awesome. So, yeah, speaking of droids, let's dive into the fun of the Bad Batch. Uh, before we get into anything, as always, this is going to be a spoiler review of this episode. So, if you have not watched the Bad Batch yet, drop everything that you're doing and watch it because it's amazing but (laughs) i want to get your overall thoughts before we get into it as we always do dana what did you think of this episode this episode pretty much like every single one we've had so far ties into clone wars perfectly seamlessly as always and i'm just so thankful that it that we got to see some of the characters that we got to see um, that we'll get into later. But overall, 10 out of 10 episode, I'd say. Yeah, this one was... This one might be my favorite of the season so far. And we've had Me some too. real gems. Mm-hmm. And I loved last week's episode. I know. Last it's week's like episode it gets better. It's hard to pick one. The story is it, is is so great. It, it is. Now, I, I'm not going to go into spoilers, but the two characters that did show up, I wasn't really impressed with their story arc in the Clone Wars itself. But I know why that story was told to set up the Ahsoka story. Mm-hmm. But I was actually kind of happy to see them. I was too. And we'll get into it. I was it. too. Yeah, and just remind me um, to tell you why I was happy when we get to that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's dive in here. Uh, this, once again, this is a spoiler review, so be ready. So we see the Bad Batch there on Ord Mantel still <laughs> hanging out in the shady part, which will be uh, told later in the episode. And I absolutely love this opening to this episode where you have Echo teaching Omega how to use the energy bow. And she's only made three out of 12 shots because the hecklers in the bar are distracting her from making the shots. I like that they gave her like a signature weapon. Yes. I love that. That that isn't a blaster. It's like her own thing, and it shows how unique she is. I love the fact that her teacher is actually Echo. Interesting, though. You would think yeah. it would be Hunter, right? You would think that it would be Hunter. I would also love to see Crosshair in that situation, because it deals with aiming and blocking out distractions. But if you also think about it, Echo had the biggest distractions, especially when he was captured by the Separatists. So that... He kind of brings a background that she doesn't even understand yet. Has no idea. No, she doesn't, but she's starting to learn. She's slowly starting to learn. Um, And from there... Sid pretty much yells at the hecklers to get out of the bar so that they can discuss business. Hunter, who is still on the fence about working with Sid, 
and has said, well, we don't agree to working with you, Sid pretty much says, nah, you're doing it anyway, so just get used to it. And they have to go to a very familiar planet when it comes to a certain movie that I love, you really do love it. so, so much. We go to Corellia to infiltrate animated. It, it it really does, but it has that feel from Solo. Yeah, it does. It like really has that feel from Solo, and I wish, oh man, I wish like we could have seen like little Han or Kira like running around real quick. How old would they have been? Children. So. Yeah, they would be they would be children because Solo is seven or eight years before before the trilogy. I think. I don't. I don't know. God, I to, now I have to look at that. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to see because he looks pretty young. Yeah, let me see here. I'm gonna Google it real Do quick. It. <laughs> so let's see here. This break is brought to you by. <laughs> brought to you by Coaxium. Does... So... Yeah, <laughs> there we go. So, okay, so Solo is actually 13 to 10 years uh, before the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So this would be. They would be teenagers if the Bad Batch were at Corellia when they were mm-hmm. doing that. So, yeah, they would be teenagers because Han is is in his early 20s mm-hmm. at that point. So, they, go, they have to go to Corellia to retrieve a <laughs> tactical droid head, so which random. I think is... Re- <laughs> It, yeah, I was going to say, it's so random, but it's really interesting that that's what they have to retrieve. And they have to go to a decommissioning facility that, when they say decommission, they actually mean, we're going to burn these guys to the ground. So I kind of got uh, vibes from the end of Terminator 2 when they're in the, the, the factory. I actually got vibes from and, episode uh, 2. When Anakin and yeah, Batman uh, in the, the factory, the droid factory. Oh, yeah, on Geonosis. Yeah, that, that was the vibe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got that too. And I love that we just, I've, I've said this before, I love the fact that we keep getting these callbacks to these other movies throughout all of these episodes. And it's Dave Filoni. That's my wife just said it's because of Dave Filoni. And... <laughs> It's true, though. It is. You know, uh, Filoni just... Even if he doesn't write the episode, he has influences in each episode. And I just... I love this factory. I love the fact that the Bad Batch get on this planet by hiding on the belly of that transport and sneaking sneaking through the planetary defense barrier that way and then they land and they notice that the facility is patrolled by police droids but and tech's like well it shouldn't be a problem because they're on a routine patrol so they're not going to bother us and we're getting to well before that i have to talk about a joke that wrecker has when they're doing the briefing because they talk about how much crap the tactical droids gave the Republic during the war. Yes. And then Wrecker's like, no, we're, we're undefeated against them. We're undefeated. And, and Sid, Sid just kind of, yeah, Sid just kind of brushes it off. Just saying, well, this buffoon, you know, like thinking this this guy has no idea what he's talking about. Um, so I just wanted to talk about that joke. They get into the facility, and this is where things really get interesting. Because, once again, we split the team up 
and and that's that's another common thing through this show is even if they're on the same mission they split the team up and you have hunter tech and echo going for the droid head omega is providing lookout and then wrecker has to do crosshairs job of standing overwatch and you can tell like wrecker just doesn't want to do it he wants to be with omega he or hunter or echo he wants to be with those guys just knee deep in all of it but he he obeys the order which is which is cool and so they go and do their own thing and everything's going well until the droid head is stolen by a figure that then becomes revealed to be uh was that Rafa or was that Trace? The first character was Rafa. Okay, and then Trace she was the mm -hmm. second one. Yeah. I have to I get them I know, confused. It's hard to tell when they had their head in the helmets. You really have to like one of them yeah. has freckles and one of them doesn't. That was the way I was like looking at them and, and making sure that <laughs> I was like looking at the right one. Yeah, that's right. Uh you're right, the one does have freckles. And so then it becomes a chase through this factory while also trying to stay undetected. Which that doesn't go according to plan. It never goes according to plan in these shows. <laughs> <laughs> a routine mission is never just a routine mission. Not when you run into company who's chasing the same thing. No. Exactly. And they're trying to retrieve this droid head uh, for a mysterious buyer. Because they want to help. And we're going to get into speculation on who this buyer is. So... Things are going wrong. Omega is actually chasing after uh, Rafa. For a short time. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they get into this fight and Omega hesitates on drawing mm -hmm. the bow. And ends up losing the bow for a little bit. But they end up... So the long story short with that is they actually do end up with the droid head. And they use it in a pretty unique manner. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But while that's going on, you have Hunter, Omega, and Tech trying to figure out a way to get out of this facility as well. Because they've become detected now. The facility is in lockdown. And the police droids are just swarming. And so they have to reverse the lockdown of the facility and that's where wrecker comes in struggling as always <laughs> yeah he's struggling and he has to leap from one platform to another he gets to that platform and ends up hitting his head again the man needs and medical i you're right. The man does need a lot of medical attention, especially now. I almost yelled at my TV because you see him starting to struggle. Well, you hear the voices, too. Yes, you hear the good soldier always follows orders. You hear all of that. And <sighs> Dana... I I was starting to breathe heavy. I thought something was going to happen. I was I'm like, like the switch oh, is going to flip or something. Yeah. <laughs> right in there. But it doesn't end up happening because Omega shakes him out of it on the comm link. And she might actually be the key to them not flipping so my question for you like is that like, you hear him say like, sure. good, good soldiers follow orders over and over in his head but like mm -hmm. let's say this switch does flip in one episode that comes up 
what exactly what order do you think he's gonna carry out because like it's not like he'll have been told anything you know what do you think yeah i i think it's i don't know what order he'll carry out because there aren't any jedi right with them and i i can't see him carrying out order 66 unless he confuses omega for a jedi but you we don't know anything about omega i think i think like the only thing that could possibly happen is like tarkin has some like control to do another overall order directed at omega and the batch oh but that's the i literally think that's the only way i don't think we'll see jedi at all for the rest of the season i my wife and i were talking about that too where i don't honestly i don't want to see any jedi for the rest of this season especially this season now if you do an ahsoka cameo of her like as fulcrum that's okay but it's got to be brief it it can't be like any more than like a minute or two we'll get to the to the end of this episode and then i can speculate (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so they so wrecker ends up snapping out of it he does his job and then the lockdown's lifted but they still need to get out of the building and this is when echo and tech shine they actually get to shine in this episode and one of the funniest jokes (laughs) is in this episode where they say is there an echo in here and echo just comes right up to them and he says yeah i'm echo (laughs) like it's such a great joke it's so funny and if there's one thing that these animated shows do is that they do comedy really well. Well, it's also like subtle to the point where it's not cringe. Cause yeah. sometimes Disney has some cringe comedic moments and mm-hmm. I can't stand it sometimes, but this is like, Oh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. You're right about the cringe. Um, I got that a lot in, there were some cringeworthy jokes in Mighty Ducks the Game Changers, Jedi, too. The first, like, sequence with oh, yeah. still haunts me. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, general yes. hugs. That, and then um, when Poe and BB-8 are back on the cruiser, and Finn's, like, walking <laughs> around in the back to suit, and, and he just says... Finn, naked, leaky bag. What? God, this is not what I signed up for. I signed up for some cool stuff. No. Disney corny jokes. No bash on Disney. (laughs) I get it. No. And this is why we won't be going to Celebration next year. (laughs) (laughs) We're banned. Dave Filoni has personally banned us. In his defense, he didn't write that. So let's get... No, no, he didn't. So so let's get into this. And they devised this awesome plan where they actually reactivate the battle droids and command the tactical droid to have the battle droids attack the police droids and leave the batch alone. And it's such a brilliant moment. And it's so cool we, to we see. Thought you'd never um, see those battle, those separatist battle droids ever again. I know, but then we got a variation of a good soldier always follows orders, with the one battle droid saying "orders are orders," and I just thought that that was such a fun take on that. Now, granted. The battle droids in the Clone Wars animated series were really and annoying. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. Especially yes. four droids. Like you take C three PO, who literally Yeah. It's like a walking dictionary slash encyclopedia. 
And these other guys. Yeah, yeah Slash Rosetta Stone. These other guys are just <laughs> clowns, and it's, like, so crazy to me. Like, you'd think a computer would be a lot smarter. But. Yeah. <laughs> but you saw the one actually, like, lifted the gun against the Bad Batch at the one yes. point. And I thought he was going to go against programming and sh just shoot, but he didn't, which I thought was great. So they end up escaping on uh, Rafa and Trace's ship, and they they go to where the Bad Batch ship is. Uh, the droid head ends up getting destroyed, but the data is copied by Tech. And Tech copied it twice, right? One for the Batch and then one for them. Yeah, um, so they give uh, Trace and Rafa the one memory core, the copied memory core, and then they have, it's assumed that they have the other one. And so they go their separate ways, and this is where we get a figure is contacted and is told that... The droid core is in possession, and they might want to know about the location of the Bad Batch. I think batch. before we get to speculations about who that is, sure. we gotta go back to the brief two-minute explanation that Rafa gives Hunter on the Rebellion. Oh, yes. Because, like, this is Hunter's first time actually hearing that there's a group planning to overthrow the empire or at least trying to attempt and he's like oh i didn't know yeah. there were sides and she says you know you always choose a side and he's like yeah oh. that was yeah i mean it blows hunter's mind because he's at that point he's just looking at it as Republican Empire, he's not looking at it as Rebellion and Empire because he's still trying to uphold the ideals of the Republic and he still thinks that there's a chance that the Republic will eventually come back on its own within the Empire and Rafa just kind of opens his eyes yeah. to it. And it's it's such a powerful exchange like you said now my question with that is do you think that trace and rafa have been in contact with ahsoka yet because how because we're probably a couple of months removed now from the end of the clone wars show and from the end of revenge of the sith we're probably about a month or two removed I mean, would yeah, you would, would you say, say so. so? Like, th like things are shaped like it's the end. Like they now, I mean, last yeah. about, like two episodes ago, like the currency was ex like transitioned. So like yeah, the it's chain like codes and everything. At this point. Yeah. Now, with all of that, I I do this is where we can get into some speculation and we can start to kind of predict the next couple of episodes. This, this figure is probably going to be somebody that 100%. we know. I want to know who you think it's it is Jedi. before I it's say who I think It's 100% a Jedi. No one just wears a cloak for fun. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. You think it's Obi-Wan? Ah, that would be interesting. I don't think it's Ahsoka. I don't think it's Ahsoka. Do you know? She'd be yeah. too young. To, to, like, give them an order to find um, a tactical droid's head and get the... Yeah. 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 If, if it's a Jedi, I'm thinking it's Quinlan Vos. The one that worked with uh, Obi-Wan to find Zero the Hut. solid guess. Now, my main guess is 
I'm thinking it's Bail Organa. Would he be wearing a cloak, though? I mean, he wears those, like, executive robes. He would be dressed in, like, some gold-plated robe or something like that. (laughs) My wife said that's not what I said earlier, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, It it could be Bail Organa. Because, remember, when he goes to go back to Alderaan in Rogue One, he is wearing that cloak. He is. He is. And, it yeah. It's either him. I, I No, it's not going to be Mon Mothma. It's not going to be Mon Mothma, I don't think. Oh. God, now, now I'm, I'm thinking, thinking it's not Obi-Wan, because he's in hiding. If he's seen, like, with the rebellion, yeah, he kind of, like, breaks, one, his watch over Luke, and then two... Someone would turn yeah. him over to the Empire. Yeah, I think... I think Obi-Wan's laying low on Tatooine. Um, it, like I said, if it's a Jedi, I think it's Quinlan Voss. Part of me wants to go the Pat route and say it's Mace Windu. But that's yeah, just to that please Pat. No way. <laughs> just give if him hope. Is... Good job. Good guess. I'd be shook. <laughs> well, if it is, you have a lot of explaining to do. falling out of a building like that. <laughs> well, I mean, we know Maul can survive. And Mace Windu can survive. But, I mean, he could. But, <laughs> like, part of me is just like... I want to say it's Mace Windu just to give Pat that hope. But I really... My mind is really, like, on Bail Organa. Like, I just think... Because, remember, he was, like, on a lot of military committees when he was a senator and everything. So he had a lot... He worked closely with clone intelligence and everything. So he has that tactical mindset. Plus, he's starting to build the rebellion. He has to start to build the rebellion at this point. If it's Saw Gerrera, I'm going to be. It's not Saw Gerrera. It's not Saw Gerrera. Pissed off. But, but to Rafa and Trace's <laughs> no. defense, they are kind of like a motley duo. And they, yeah. it, to me, they wouldn't just like stumble upon the executiveness of Bail Organa. You know, it makes more sense for them to get in with yeah. the nitty-gritty crew than, like, the, the major leader of the Rebellion. Can I give you another way outside scenario? Know. Okay. My other way outside scenario is it's Maul. What? Why? I don't know. Part of me just thinks that because part of me was thinking if it's Maul, he's going to need muscle for Crimson Dawn. Okay, and the only reason I'm going to say maybe is because Rafa... I'm saying that right, Rafa. Yeah, Rafa. And Trace did have a close encounter with Ventress. And that is the only change yeah. that I can say, you know, maybe in Ahsoka and Maul at the end of Clone Wars. I mean, I, that's yeah. that's a bold guess. That just popped into my head. <laughs> I don't think it's Maul. I think right now Maul's like kind of just laying low, trying to build Crimson Dawn to where we see it in Solo. Um, and trying to find Obi-Wan. God. Yeah, yeah, at that point he's so consumed by rage to try to find Obi-Wan that he's on that quest. I I want to keep speculating, but I don't want to like have all these wild theories. You just want to speculate everyone, so when whoever is comes up on the screen, I you're going to say, "I knew it." That, yeah. that way I have that once upon a time in Hollywood like, moment where I'm like, Hollywood. that guy. With, along with my 15 other guesses. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's that's Omega numbers when it comes to uh, accuracy. 100%. Don't think. <laughs> yeah. So let's, as we start to wrap things up here, and uh, and we're talking about the Bad Batch, we're getting closer to the end, or we're getting closer to the mid-season point here. We already know Rex is going to show up on this show because of the trailers. When are we getting Rex? Honestly, I think not until we meet this group of rebels. He's going to be like with them, I feel like. So, my question with that is, do we see that before the mid-season the, the mid-season point, or is that going to be later on down the line? I think later. Just, I guess. I mean, we gotta see Saul Guerrero again, so. Yeah. We gotta see Targon again. We gotta see Crosshair You think we're again. gonna see Saul again? There's a lot of building that has to happen. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I think that when it comes to... When it when it comes to the overall villains, mm -hmm. we definitely need Tarkin. We we definitely need him more. Um, Crosshair, I think they. I don't mind spending these episodes with the Batch, but I want to know what Crosshair's doing while this is going on, which is why I enjoyed episode three as much as I did, because you have that mission with Crosshair and the new recruits. Um, do you think by this mid-season point in two weeks, do you think we'll get Krennic? Mm. See, I just don't know because... Like, where's the threshold to where we're intruding on the Rebels' storyline? Right? Because... Yeah. We're getting close. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. I... Honestly... I don't really want to see them intrude on the Rebels storyline until we get to the end of this thing. I think introducing Saw Guerrero as early as you did is a good indication of where it's going. But like I said, I see this more as a Rogue One prequel than I do as a Rebels prequel. So I think we're gonna get a lot of. So I think where, we're gonna get a lot more. Where was the tie-ins to Rogue One? Like, how far were we into the Death Star progress in Rebels? So in Rebels, it was finishing up being completed. Um, it was still in orbit over Geonosis at that time. Uh, so if you if you read the the Tarkin novel, they actually talk about how the battle station is in orbit over Geonosis because mm -hmm. it's considered a quarantine zone. Um, so at that point, they're like fully working on it. Uh, they're they're almost done oh, by okay. the point you then get to yes, rebels. Yes, one hundred percent. Something needs to. The fire needs to be ignited. The match needs to be strong. Yeah. So. Here's here's another question that I have for you. And this kind of pertains this pertains to Rogue One as well as Rebels, where. Do you think that, because we know that there were different factions when it comes to uh, the Rebellion, because Saw Gerrera had his faction, uh, Phoenix Squadron was its own faction, Radis had his own faction, all of that, and then eventually they came together to form what would be the Rebel Alliance. Do you think that, because of Saw Gerrera and their interaction with Saw Gerrera, do you think that at some point the Bad Batch are going to join his rebellion on Jeddah and be those freedom fighters with him? Something's going to happen before then. I think they'll be terminated before then. Sadly. 
Okay. Yeah. I I can see that it's just, too. There's no I don't want to think about clone that. Clone presence in any of those. Yeah. Like clone meaning like Kaminoan clones, you know. Um, it just yeah. doesn't make sense to like have them there. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like it was it was just a, a overall thought Evoking. because you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, that is, that's our speculation. As always, we, we speculate responsibly here on Starlight Beacon Transmissions. Have to. Uh, because that's what we have to Helps do. Helps us sleep at night. Yes. <laughs> it does, it does. So uh, we, like I said, we are getting close to our live show. We're really excited about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, that will start live shows going forward we're going to have a live show every week uh if you do miss our live shows we're going to have it in podcast form and we are going to uh once things settle in a little bit like with the bad batch and everything we're going to start I mean, we're still going to focus on the bad batch but we're going to shift we're going to start to shift focus a little bit to uh the high republic and covering that wave two is coming out at the end of the month uh, so Dana, you still have time. time. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I know. I know you're you're busy with work and everything, and I don't want you to think I'm picking on you because uh, Light one. of the Jedi is kind of a long book. So it is. It is. But it's fun. So I just I wanted to thank you all once again for joining us, Dana. Thank you so much. It's always fun. This was a lot of fun. Yes, uh, we are going to, you know, we'll, we'll be back again next week for a breakdown of episode seven. And then right after that, we we get into the fun. Not saying that this isn't fun, but that that show. Be ready for a long one, folks, because that's probably going to be about two hour show. Yeah. Yes, get your snacks, get your favorite drinks. Uh, so that's going to be it. Dana, thank you once again, as always. And uh, that is it for us here this week. Just remember that may you fight for light and life. May the force be with you. And remember that we are all the Republic. We will see you next week, everybody. <laughs>